Many of us go through divorce. Divorce is not a bad thing if it is the last resort. It happens. People have been through it. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum have been through it. What is bad is what you're going to do after that if it is negative. So divorce, you've been through it. It's a test from Allah. Are you going to stoop so low that after that you're going to speak bad about your ex-spouse or you're going to let it go because that was the whole problem and you're going to proceed and progress. Today, people don't realize that we have made lives more difficult after divorce than it was when they were in the marriage that didn't work simply because we've got a problem. These kids are mine and not yours. My brother, my sister, they are ours. Not yours, not mine. They belong to Allah entrusted to the two of us. Allah chose we're going to have kids and it's no way what you say or I say, it's what Allah says. If you're ready to do that, you're a true mu'min. If not, you failed your test, you're still going to go to the day of judgment. And when you go there, only Allah knows what's going to happen to you. Don't ever get into a habit of saying, I'm going to sort this out on the day of judgment because the wisest of people sorts it out here in this world before the hereafter. Because when you get on that day, you don't know, you might just be the one who was wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. My beloved brothers and sisters, this is why when the Prophet ﷺ says something, every aspect of its meaning is true to the full extent. Subhanallah, cleanliness to clean your mind, clean your eyes by not looking at that which is going to disturb you. Clean your eyes by not looking at that which is immoral, that which is going to displease Allah. Beautiful verses of the Quran. On one hand, Allah says, tell the believing males to lower their gazes. When it comes to something you're not supposed to be looking at, Look down. Allah says, relax. Look down. Because your eyes connected to your mind and your heart. You don't want to contaminate your heart. So what you do, look down so that your mind is clean, your heart is clean, your system is clean, your lusts and desires are under control. Because when you see something, you know what? The hadith says, it is like the arrows of the devil. And if you, that spear is going to be released you're going to want to follow that animal. Anyone here been out hunting? I'm sure being in South Africa here, many people have been out hunting. You see that animal and you see it close. What do you do? You pursue it until you nail it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. That is permissible when it comes to hunting. But when it comes to certain things, you cannot have everything you want. You cannot have everything you see. 
It's not yours. Allah has not kept you on a level that you can have everything. You might afford to buy a car and someone else cannot afford to buy a car. And maybe you cannot afford to buy a certain level of a car. So you need to know the level Allah kept you at. Be happy. Thank Allah. Life is very, very short. So short. We know this world is in existence for millions of years. The exact number I don't know, but I know millions of years. Man is so insignificant that he can only be here for an average of 60 to 70 years. That's how insignificant man is. Do you want to know who lives longer than you? Or let me word it more correctly. What lives longer than you? The tree in your yard is probably there for hundreds of years. It saw your great grandfather, your grandfather, your father, you, your child, your grandchild, and it will also see your great grandchild. That's the tree. I'm not encouraging you to go there and chop it off today. No, but my brothers and sisters, the point I'm raising is look at how insignificant we are. Man thinks he's a big deal. Man, you're only going to be here for 60 to 70 years. Then you have to prepare to go back to Allah. Subhanallah, may Allah make it easy for us. Many people leave early. They leave very early. Some people have a bonus. They live beyond 70. That is literally the gift of of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wants you to prepare for the meeting with him, which is going to be by far the best day ever for a believer. The day that he's going to meet with Allah. That's the best day ever. You said your shahada. Yes. You sought forgiveness of Allah. Yes. You tried to obey Allah. Yes. You tried to stay away from prohibitions. Yes. You sought the forgiveness of Allah constantly. Yes. Then you have every reason to smile because you were just a human being who was a believer in Allah. He's going to be happy to see you. Man ahabba liqa Allahi. Whoever loves the meeting with Allah, Allah loves to meet that person too. You're looking forward to meeting with Allah. I swear by Allah, Allah is looking forward to meeting with you according to the hadith of the Prophet. May Allah grant us Jannatul Firdaus. Someone made the stars and the moon and someone made the earth. Someone made the heavens. Subhanallah. Many places in the Quran, Allah Almighty makes mention of the fact that he created the seven heavens, the seven skies. How? I don't know, but he's made them. And I know every time we find out certain things, that's just the earth and the atmosphere around it and a few of these planets, we haven't yet gone beyond that. So imagine the greatness of Allah. So when you say, who is Allah? He's my maker and the maker of absolutely everything. My brother, don't be a coward. My sister, 
it is a sign of your own weakness because you are supposed to be so powerful in your mind and your knowledge that you know what I have is so convincing when I talk to them two times, three times, at least they will acknowledge that we are good people. When you talk to the non-Muslims, my aim is not to revert them or to convert them. No. My aim is not to do that. I will deliver the message. It's up to Allah what happens. But I do know when I deliver the message, even the staunchest non-Muslims who dislike Islam, they will have to nod their heads and say, well done. It's a good religion. I acknowledge you guys have some good teachings. Isn't it about time we did that? We have to. We must. We interact with people every day. Like I said, for dunya, please remember to interact with people for deen. It's more important. If you have tolerated your differences for dunya, remember you have a bigger responsibility to tolerate them in a bigger fashion for your deen. The product of deen is far more important than any product of the dunya that you might want to market to them. Remember this. And this is why it's important for us to understand our rights, to understand our duties towards one another, no matter who we are. Look at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he arrived in Medina Munawwara. One of the first things he did was he struck a treaty. With whom? With those who don't belong to our faith. Who were they? The Jews who were in Medina Munawwara. The people of the book. He called them and he wrote a proper treaty. Please go back to the books of Sirah and check what was written there. You will be shocked at the way people are calling themselves followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam today and harming those whom they disagree with. When we are talking of the Jewish people of Medina Munawwara whom the Prophet sallallahu struck an agreement with. And he spoke about their rights. We will defend you. We will ensure whatever we have for ourselves, you have the same rights, etc., etc. Yes, they might have broken the treaty later on, but the point being raised is there was a treaty in place. 